0: fear and hatred We're
1: <laughs> down by the river side saying with
0: Hello and welcome to the Campaign Against Arms Trade podcast, I'm Joe Lowe and that lovely rendition of Study War No More you just heard was recorded outside one of the world's biggest arms fairs which took place in London in September 2017. The arms fair is called Defence and Security Equipment International or DSEI and it takes place every two years at the Excel Centre in the East End of London. Arms fairs are where the producers of arms, arms companies, come together with the buyers of arms militaries from around the world and this year as every year the arms fair's guest list was a roll call of despots dictatorships and human rights abusers among those who came to london to stock up on weapons were the human rights abusing regimes of saudi arabia bahrain vietnam the united arab emirates and many more thankfully the stop the arms fair coalition which campaign against arms trade is a part of were there to oppose the arms fair and to attempt to block its setup. Our university's coordinator, Jess Poyner, was there, and she's here to tell us more.
2: So we started planning for all of the week of action um, about a year before the arms fair actually happened. Um, This was to try and get as many groups and individuals as possible down at the site just before the arms fair was due to start to try and stop any vehicles carrying arms and military equipment into the site so during the week of action itself we saw several hundred people getting involved like over a hundred on each day um, from loads of different walks of life which was really inspiring to see so many different groups come together under this banner of stop the arms fair to try and stop weapons from being taken into the exile center where arms dealers and representatives from around the world were going to be rubbing shoulders to try and sell arms and further the suffering of people around the world.
0: What kind of things did people do to try and stop the setup of the arms fair?
2: So we had a massive range of stuff happening um, during the week of action. We had lots of lock-ons. So this is where people use equipment to basically blockade the road. So this could be f- through armed tubes. We saw a lot of those, and we often saw. Um, so on a couple of the days, we saw rolling blockades. So what would happen would was we would have. One group finally getting removed by police after they've like managed to cut them out. But then right behind police lines, we'd see another group also like running down, lying on the floor and getting their arms in arms tubes and blockading the road again. And we also saw people abseiling on Tuesday, which was amazing. Um, and so they dangled down um, across the road and stopped vehicles from going in that way. Uh, we also saw Charlie Chaplin locking on underneath a um, a vehicle and Daleks crossing the road extremely slowly to try and stop vehicles from moving <laughs> forward. So there was a huge range of tactics. We also had people just sort of holding the space in the road for you, doing like dabka dancing on the first day. So, yeah, it was a massive range of stuff and. And it often had like a very festival and sort of carnival atmosphere, which was really amazing. Yeah, so if you wanna find out more, then you can go on the Stop the Arms Fair website, um, which is uh, stopthearmsfair.org.uk, or you can go onto the CAT website, which is caat.org.uk. So we got loads of support from all around the world, like literally every corner, from Romania, from New Zealand and South Korea, there's activists all around the world who are working super hard to try and stop arms fairs wherever they're happening and we also got a huge amount of support from the local people who were um, like living nearby and who were directly being affected by like the closure of Rose and um, and they sort of came downstairs and sort of gave people teas and coffee and donated food and generally just were really supportive and very much mm. against the arms fair which <laughs> just great.
0: And it seems like there was a lot of support from countries like Yemen, where Saudi weapons are actually bombing people at the moment. I know that the campaign was trending on Twitter in in Yemen.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was really inspiring to sort of like hear, to, to sort of know that we were reaching those groups of people who we're like working in solidarity with basically. And, you know, it's really inspiring to be able to work with them to work against the arms trade.
0: And were there any politicians that offered their support?
2: Yeah, we had people from the Green Party. We had Jonathan Bartlett who uh, came around on one of the days and did like a, a little video. We had Sadiq Khan before the event actually happened coming out and saying, you know, I can't personally stop the arms fair, but it shouldn't be happening in London. It's not welcomed in London. And there were also London Assembly members from different political parties who were also um, supportive of our campaign. But what we need to see now, really, is is um, uh, government sort of taking this on at, at every single level and and um, stop welcoming arms dealers um, into our city. to protest uh, the fact that in our fair city London uh, where people lead such wonderful peaceful lives we have in our midst something like this happening which is so sinister like governments and private corporations making so much money off killing on the other side of the, of the world.
0: So we're here today primarily to campaign, or uh, well, to raise awareness to human rights violations in the United Arab Emirates and also to call on the British government to stop selling weapons to the UAE in light of uh, those human rights violations.
3: When the, when the attempted coup happened, the UK sold Turkey armoured plates, body armour and helmets worth 26 million pounds aircraft, helicopters and drones worth £8.5 million and missiles, bombs, worth almost £4 million. The Turkish Armed Forces rank as the second largest standing military force in NATO. Is is it any wonder that Turkey is on the list of priority markets for arms exports for the Department of International Trade? Between July 2015 and December 2016, The Turkish Armed Forces razed entire Kurdish neighbourhoods to the ground in predominantly Kurdish southeast of Turkey. The United Nations Human Rights Office stated that half a million Kurds had been displaced, around 2,000 Kurdish people killed, and wide-scale destruction of housing stock by heavy weaponry. Something that we never hear about in in our media. It's ridiculous how people are making profit from people actually dying. It's just—it's so incenses
1: me. Yeah, my name's is Moses and uh, Moses John, and uh, I'm here to to join colleagues and activists from across the world to campaign against the uh, the arms trade. And uh, we know very well how. The arms are being used to to make life miserable for people mm. all across the across the globe. Many people are killed because of the use of these arms, and uh, thousands are, are are also, or even millions, are displaced, and uh, they were forced to leave their homelands. Others were forced even to beg because they have nothing to live on. And, and we feel this is uh, a very miserable situation that needs to be prevented. And one way to prevent it is to protest against it, the, the arms trade uh, and, and the use of these arms, because the use of these arms kill people, it displays people, it makes people miserable and uh, it, it, it makes children not to go to school, it makes people not to access... Uh, design health services and so forth and so uh, we believe that uh, conflicts can be resolved without the use of arms that is what I personally believe into it and so humanity can learn to, to resolve conflicts without arms and, and we are here to demonstrate that.
0: So in 2011, I was injured in an IED explosion in Afghanistan, along with one of my friends, an 18-year-old lad who'd just joined the army, stepped on an IED and lost both his legs. There is every conceivable option that parts of that munitions, or that munition itself that that guy stepped on, pass through arms fairs just like this in the DSEI today. So it's not just our supposedly British enemies these weapons have been used against, but it's also our own people and our own troops. So those were just some of the hundreds of people who came along to try and block the setup of the arms fair. While the arms fair was happening though, an art exhibition called Art the Arms Fair was happening just a mile or two away. Here's one of the organisers, Liam Bolsch, to explain more.
4: So Art the Arms Fair was a brand new project this year, trying to create a cultural event that would attract a wider audience of people that wouldn't normally go to a protest, but might care about the fact that an arms fair happens in London. And might not know about it so we had a big art exhibition with 145 works of art that were donated by artists from all around the world actually who wanted to show their support and we had five nights of events we had comedy night we had music we had djs all sorts of different cultural events that would attract londoners to come and have a good time but also learn about what was going on in their city
0: so did you have any particular favorites
4: yeah, so I really loved um, Amy Cochran's painting because she actually painted it of the protest that happened the week before. So it was a really fast turnaround and it felt really fresh and showed the resistance happening against the arms fair at the same time that the exhibition was just setting up. And also we had some works from Ahmed Jahaf, who's a Yemeni artist, and his works have never been shown outside of Yemen. He couldn't come to the exhibition, obviously, because... Yemen is currently under a bombing siege led by Saudi Arabia Um, and so his art really shows what kind of people in Yemen right now are feeling and thinking and kind of his expression of that. It was really great to have him involved.
0: And were there any particularly famous artists who donated anything?
4: So yeah, we had a couple of famous artists. The Guerrilla Girls um, are a really great feminist art collective from the US and they sent us a piece like straight away when they heard about it. And then just before the event, we found out that the artist Banksy was going to donate as a piece of art that we could auction to raise money for Campaign Against the Arms Trade. So how did that auctioning work? How much did it go for in the end? Yeah, so the auctioning was really exciting. We had lots of people interested in the piece. The piece was called Civilian Drone Strike, um, and it referenced what British like arms are exporting around the world, which is like the destruction of civilians' lives. And so the auction yeah, happened on Friday, the last day of the arms fair, and it actually sold for £205,000.
0: And that £205,000 will be split 50-50 between Campaign Against Arms Trade and another fantastic organisation called Reprieve. And it will be invaluable in our work against the evil arms trades over the coming years. That's all we've got time for this week. Please subscribe on iTunes, please tell your friends, give it five stars, follow us on Twitter, etc. Thanks very much and uh, hopefully see you again.